Hi, this is Lisa Hawkins, a Christian warrior woman. I want to welcome you today into our discussion. If you would like, and I would love to hear from you, you can send a message or a voicemail um, in regards to this podcast or any of the podcasts that are on this site. And you could also join us on Facebook at Christian Warrior Woman. You could also go to our go to the website to get a free chapter of the book and details there on specials at www.christianwarriorwoman. So I am so happy and pleased and honored to be here with you today. God is good. And when we talk about Christian warriors and we talk about women today, we've been talking the last couple of days that confidence. Where does confidence come from? Does confidence come from going to a seminar and just hearing a rah-rah and and you feel confident in that moment and then you get back to your marriage or your relationship or your job and or your kids and you easily go back to who you were before. And it felt good at the time you were there and in the training and, and talking, but how much did you actually implement? And what we've talked about is starting to peel back some of the things that are in our lives that steal our confidence, steal our faith, steal our drive, and revert us back to something in our past, that that inner voice that keeps speaking things against. It's more self-destructive than motivating. And what's another area that we need to deal with when we're trying to peel away and to let the confidence come through, to let our dreams come through, to see our future focus before us versus having that loud, overwhelming voice provide us with doubt or worry. And today we're going to talk about fear. Fear keeps us paralyzed. And how does fear take away from our confidence? So let's begin. First of all, it's about making your voice heard in a dark world that's full of crime and murder and violence, abuse, which could include sexual, mental, physical toward women. It's so easy for the world to try to shut us down, to keep us quiet. But it's definitely a time in the atmosphere, in our country, in the world that we're recognizing that women are saying no more and women are rising up and speaking to other women about their true worth. And for those who are Christians, we need to be adding in who God created each of us to be and with our own personal experience. We each have a journey, we each have had struggles, and we each forget to recognize the mercy, the tenderness and that God has brought in our lives and how he's rescued us through many dark challenges. We remember the dark challenges, but we need to also remember and share how we got through it. We didn't get through it through our strength, did we? We got through it through God's mercy and his love for us. So each of us needs to feel that acceptance, that confidence and fearlessness about what she has been created to do. We all have individual talents that complement each of us, every man and every woman in the world. And 
Every woman can't be a singer or a dancer or a preacher, an inventor, a lawyer, a doctor or a writer. But she can be encouraged to explore her impact on the world. You know, when Adam saw Eve, he was overwhelmed by her beauty. And my hope and desire for each woman listening to this is that when the world sees the inner you, the outer you manifesting in its uniqueness and its authenticity, they see you working and speaking and behaving in your identity, that they will be in awe of your beauty as a woman and most of all, as a woman of God, as a woman who is sharing and showing how God comes through and how we operate in a fearless manner because we have faith. And so when fear is operating, fear is keeping us from allowing God to do what he wants to do in our life. And it took me a while, I should say a long while, but what I've learned is when I am in that moment of fear, that I stop. And if this is where you are right now over anything going on in your life, to stop and remember that who brings fear? God doesn't bring you fear. And so when you're in the midst of your struggle and you're struggling with fear and worry and anxiety, it's time for you to recognize the only person who can relieve you of that fear and those insecurities is God. And that's when you have to shift from fear to faith. From fear to faith. You're on one extreme and you just have to shut it down and say, you know what? I choose this moment. I choose God to prove your word to override, to supersede what I'm feeling right now. So you may not have ever heard this before, but there is a healthy fear. What's a healthy fear? Isn't it natural to have some level of fear in our lives? Yeah. And I'm going to share with you what that is. So a na- there is a natural fear over what thing? Think of one thing. If you got your journal, think of one thing that you believe is a natural fear that you should have. I'm going to do, 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 do. <laughs> okay, you've had your second. So a natural fear of who is in control of your present, your future, and family is healthy. This is where we fail. We believe in most cases that that's man. Is it really? Because man has only a temporary control over you for a short period of time, whether it's in your finances, whether it's in your, your relationship, whether it's in your job. And you can choose what job you have, but you can't remove yourself from who created you, right? You can have a boss that is over you as long as you're in that job. But you could change jobs tomorrow. And then you'll have a different boss. Right? So when we think of people, and I'm not talking about folks like in a marriage, um, but even in people you're dating, think about 
things that have been said and done by people that you've dated that were in your life for a short period of time? And who may have brought them in your life to help reiterate? What I found was I had repeated patterns of people coming in my life to reiterate some of my insecurities. Oh, oh, not good feeling. Or even friends or even family that you can have an insecurity. And every time you talk with possibly a family member or friend, it's like, they re-stab you, they re-wound you. And I had to learn through healing that, you know what, the enemy will use whoever, whatever, to continue to war against you. And what you have to recognize is what your truth is. So there is only one person, one being to fear, and that's God. When you fear man... It leads to not trusting God, lack of faith, control. Ooh, I had a huge problem with control. If you read my book, you'll see. I I talk about it and we'll talk about it in book two. Maybe you do too. Control. Because what we're really afraid, that if we don't control things, the outcome might not work out in a pleasing manner. So we try to control it, to fix it, to make sure it works out properly. Eh, That doesn't always work either, does it? So another one, being ashamed, jealousy, envy, murder, covetousness, stealing, robbing, and lies. So when we fear man, these are the areas it can lead to. You know, in church today, we hear too many teachings about what man wants to hear. You know, we like tickling ears and entertaining believers with these great, hot, you know, messages that sound good and give that warm feeling and maybe even a chuckle or two. And mainly it's about giving to get earthly possessions. You know, if you really serve God, you could get a big house or you could blah, blah, blah. There's no kind, there's no bribe in serving God. Serving God is a pleasure and it's a relationship that goes both ways. We give and we get. When you have a true friendship, think about someone that you have a true authentic friendship with, not someone you put on for. They show up and you bring out your best china, you tell your kids to act the best they could possibly act, and you act like you've got the best marriage in the world, the best house, and the best financing in the world, and you're probably the exact opposite when they go home. You're happy for them to leave because you can stop pretending. We're talking about people you have relationships with where you are you. You're not trying to impress them with how you look or what you have, but you're sharing your struggles of where you are in that moment and looking for them to be, to give you empathy, give you advice, and help in that moment. It goes both ways, that you're honest with them. And that's where we need to be with God. We, we fear God because we know, as I stated earlier, that he is in control of your present, your future, and for generations to come. Outside of your soul salvation and your heavenly reward, 
And so when we're thinking about what we need to choose in the area of what we're fearing, if we're fearing earthly possessions versus our emotional or the health of our inner voice, all of those possessions will fall by the wayside. Now, I'm not talking about basic, you know, needs such as food, water, a place to live. I'm talking about the excessive things that we focus on, the special type of car or the designer clothes. I'm talking about things that we look at in excess because we really want to represent success to other people. When you're confident, you're representing success for you, your family, and for your future. It's not about trying to keep up with the Joneses or trying to make people think you're greater than. I always can tell when someone lacks confidence, and you probably do as well, is when you hear them always talking about what they have or um, who they know, and they spend a lot of time wanting to impress you instead of getting to know you. And I have people, whether in my family, outside my family, who I have conversations with them and I realize, I don't think they really know me because they're talking to me, but not really understanding me because they're focused on who they are and what they're doing and what they want to talk about. So think about that when you're thinking about people. Do they put you in a pattern of what's new, what promotion you got, oh, getting a new car, getting a vacation? If that's the only, the main thing you talk about, is that really a close friend? Or is that someone there trying to either remind you of what you don't have or what you should have or what you should be working to get? But a true friend is going to ask you about something that you've told them prior that you're struggling with. And they want to know how is that going um, and make suggestions or support on how they can help you through it. Does that make sense? I hope so. So we need to be in a holy fear when we come together, even in the body of Christ. Think about it. If we came together truly fearing God and knowing that in this church service that we are of one mind in wanting the blessings of heaven to flow, how would our church services change? If we allow the power within each service to manifest, have the Holy Spirit manifest in every service, we would behold healings, miracles, marriages saved, addictions healed, cancer healed, exploding in services. We have to listen for there's a revival going on in Timbuktu or revival going on across the state or revival healing oil flowing in one area. We should have healing oil flowing in every service on Sunday or Wednesday night Bible study. Whenever we gather as people, healing should be manifesting. That's where we've got to get to. But we can only get there by weeding out all of these unnecessary desires and fears and, and concerns. So have you ever thought about 
What is fear? Well, the word comes from the Greek word phobos, meaning that which provokes a person to escape or run away. Sound familiar? We can escape not only from physically running, but escape within ourselves. Also, another Greek word is, um, I make sure I say it right, Delia. Um, Delia, which means cowardice, shyness, and shame. Well, golly, we got both of the Greek words um, operating possibly in our lives. Well, the first thing is a Christian warrior woman is not a coward because a coward is a person who is afraid to act, take a stand, and or to represent what they know is the right thing to do. And so I hope today that you are stating that your desire is to be a Christian warrior woman. So I'm going to re- say that again because it's what you need to maybe say each day about when you go to your job. Things you know that need to be said in a professional way that you're not saying or maybe you're not speaking up when you have the opportunity to share. It's scary knowing that people might judge your idea, good or bad, but it's scarier for you not to get ahead in the workplace, in your relationship, or with your kids because you stayed silent. So a Christian warrior woman is not a coward. A coward worries about other people's opinion and thoughts. Because a coward is a person who is afraid to act, take a stand, and or, and or represent what they know is the right thing to do. You don't have to be an ex- extrovert to be a Christian warrior woman. Introverts have to act, take a stand, and know the right thing to do. So how many times do you hear in the workplace or around that people describe women as brave or fearless? But even a brave woman is afraid. But she doesn't let her fears keep her frozen or hinder her from moving forward. So when someone's brave, does that mean that, you know, that means they could be going through a rough time, but they're going through it. And they need someone to remind them of how brave they are, how fearless they are. Women struggling with breast cancer, going through chemo, that's brave, that's strength that's needed because they're fighting back with what's available for them to win. And if you choose to go through it naturally and true to trust God on it, then you're being brave as well. So we this is where we want to get to, that we will act. And when we say act, that could mean speaking up in the in the in your job, speaking up in a relationship. Sometimes we're in relationships where the other party is dictating everything and we just go along. Then we find ourselves frustrated and upset and the other person doesn't know why because you've allowed them to be controlling you this whole time and then and then you want to revolt. So can you blame the other person when you allowed them to have control? So we have to act, 
take a stand, have an opinion. I dated someone once where every time it was, you know, we were going to go out to eat, where do you want to go? And I wanted them to tell me where they wanted to go. But now they're like, where do you want to go? Because they wanted to please. But I wanted them to surprise because I love surprises. So make sure that in your relationships is not just one way that everyone is adding value. Okay, you don't want your fear to keep you frozen or to hinder you from moving forward or receiving blessings. The Lord could be showing you something to do, a business, a spouse, but you're so afraid because you put up fear. Maybe they won't like me. Maybe I won't be smart enough. Maybe they'll reject me. Fail going forward. Everybody fails. And so if you get it in your mind, you know what? I could fail, but I'm going to do it again because I'm trying this for the first time. If you're reinventing yourself, it's not going to feel comfortable. You're going to feel fear, but you're going to pray for God that the Holy Spirit will encourage you to fail and get up. Inventors fail and get up. Successful business people, doesn't matter who they are, will tell you Their first business, maybe their second business, maybe their third business failed. Maybe they filed bankruptcy multiple times, but it didn't stop them from going forward. That takes confidence to know that I'm going to just keep going until I get it right. So let's look at a word in 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. So when you feel fear coming on, or you hear that inner voice trying to throw shade at you for being fearful, you need to quote this scripture, for God has not given me, and you can make it personal, a spirit of fear. Romans 8.15 states, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage. When you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, You didn't say, shackle me with fear, shackle me with anxiety, shackle me with worry. No, you said, shackle me with your love, God. Shackle me with your forgiveness. Shackle me, God, with the light of the Lord. Let your spirit flow through me to be elevated to a higher spiritual place. Right? Lord, you are elevating me out of my poverty mindset. You are elevating me out of my shame. You were taking me from ashes to roses. And so we have to speak to ourselves. Maybe sometimes you got to look in the mirror. Fear is a stronghold and it entraps you with that fright and worry. And it brings unfruitfulness. It hinders your success in the workplace. Why you're not making 100% of what you should be paid You're too fearful to ask for what you deserve or too fearful to apply for jobs that could double or triple your income. I have been there. I have interviewed with inside and fear of not getting the job. But I said to myself, what do I have to lose? All they can say is no. And all I can say is thank you for your time and go to the next one. We cannot let It keep you still. Jesus is a perfect example of being fearless. He suffered. 
He didn't let his afflictions bring fear upon him because he knew who he was. He knew what his purpose was. He didn't even respond to their accusations that were lies and slanderous. He knew who he was. Do you notice how the enemy triggers you into worrying about what people say and fearing about what people will do? No, the Lord spoke to you. He has saved you. You don't have to worry about accusers. You don't have to worry about people pleasing. Women can learn greatly from this about being silent. Sometimes we feel we have to defend ourselves. I will tell you a secret. Sometimes walking away and letting things go and saying, I'm giving this to God. Oh, trust me, is a stronger, more powerful response to a person than you can ever give. Sometimes I feel like, well, I better say something because if I give this to God, this person will be surely sorry. (laughs) So what did God create you to do? If you're going to fail, which accept that you will fail, you are human. Do not fear failure. Realize everything that you do. If you fail, what you double in your learning. Because now you know what not to try. And you'll learn what could have worked in that situation. So you'll try something different. Think of it like a scientist. I'm sure when the light bulb was created, there was many failures, many disappointments, many frustrations, many sleepless nights. But it did not stop him from go him or her from going forward in whatever you're chosen to do. So, and don't fear or fail based on somebody else's version of your truth. You have to seek God. You have to know authentically what's in your heart to do and to achieve. And if the Lord has put it in your heart and he's moving you to something, you're like, I don't know how that would work. So what gets activated? If I don't know, then we activate in fear or worry. And then we start doubting. Or maybe I didn't hear God. No, believe it or not. I wish God spoke to me in plain English about everything in every situation. But that's why we have faith. Faith allows us to be fearless. Because when we know what we're called to do, we move forward even when it doesn't look pretty. But we go forward in it. So I hope today that you work in your journal and you list your fears And what I want you to do with those fears is check, are these fear of man or these fear of of God? I promise you that the majority of your fears are related to fearing man. And what did we learn today? Fearing man is temporary. So we need to shift out and you need to work on how do you remove those fears of man? Maybe you're fearful of about your job, whatever it is, fearful in your relationship. Where, who do we give fear to? Because we just read that scripture in 2 Timothy 1.7 that says, For God has not given us 
a spirit of fear. So in our prayer time, that is the place for you to remove and eliminate, ask God for forgiveness, for letting this fear over the, from this person or these circumstances or this thing operate in your life versus realizing that he is there as Abba, as Father, and expects us to lay before him all our cares. His word says to cast our cares. I want you to list your cares that you need to um, put at the feet of your Savior. And then I want you to pray and break it off and say, in the name of Jesus, Father, I give you the fear of failure, the fear of that I'm operating in control, the, the and jealousy, the envy, the things that I want to be, that I don't feel I'm pretty enough, smart enough, desirable enough, even worthy enough. I want to release all the things that I fear before your feet. And God, I pray that you fill me with the fruit of the Spirit, self-control. You fill me with love. You fill me with peace. You fill me with gentleness and understanding. This prayer I pray for you today. I pray for you to shed that skin of fear. And I'm not saying that there, as we talk, there is areas that are healthy fears. You know, you send your child off to college. You don't have to be fearful. You just have to be cautious. So we're dealing with fears, fears that limit, fears that hinder. Right? Maybe you are divorced and you worry that your daughter is getting married. Don't put the fears of your failure on your daughter or the fears you have about man, men on your daughters. Let's speak wise. Let's not speak and act from a place of fear. So God bless you. I will talk to you tomorrow as we move forward in gaining confidence and glory and joy in Jesus Christ. Love you. God bless.